20 minutes of trailers. No, we could have literally showed up 20 I, minutes later and then been still in time for the movie. Why the hell was that theater so cold? Holy shit. I don't want to feel like an old man saying that, but man, that was... It like, was, when we first it, walked in, I was like, oh, it's cold. It never warmed up. Maybe that helped, uh, you know, help the movie. It's cold underwater. Well, that's what I was going to say, and I'll save that part for the, you know, we see the movie, but um, the reason I wanted to bring it up was, well, one, all those trailers look exactly the same. Every movie was the same. They're playing on your fears, and the only way to get out is right. if you overcome your fear. Every trailer was the same, except yeah. Black Widow, which also looked like everything we'd seen before, and was like, eh. The one I really want to talk about was, man, they must know they're really in trouble with the Birds of Prey trailer. Oh, that movie to looks go like back, a mess. I mean, because that literally is what they did after they first, um, when Green Lantern wasn't testing well. First Green Lantern, they showed it, like, a little trailer teaser mm-hmm. thing at, um, this was sort of the end of Comic-Con for movies in terms of oh, my God, our movie's going to be huge because everyone at Comic-Con liked it. Right. Green Lantern showed it there, and then everyone's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then when they played it for the mainstream audience, everyone's like, what the hell is this? Right. And now we're seeing that same uh, same tactic again where it's like, uh-oh, this movie's in trouble. We don't know what to do. Well, let's have the character just do a bunch of backstory for three minutes. Yeah. Explaining what the hell's going on in this movie because it looks so bad. And yeah, it- and, and that's what we saw today. And what's funny is that's the better trailer. Because there were two. That <clears throat> yeah, first but, one was a mess. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, is, yeah. is that they've now, they're realizing it's not tracking well. It's like, retcon! Yeah, now let's go back and let's try to fi- fix this movie by giving you the backstory of, oh, if you don't know who these people are or whatever. That movie looks terrible. It I'm does. sorry, it just does. No, it does. And that should be a slam dunk. And it looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with it. What's well, like oh oh because the director's like done like one like short or something. That's and it's like a six minute short. Well, that's the thing. I talked to a comic book guy. He goes, "The Birds of Prey." Harley's not even part of the Birds of Prey mm-hmm. in the comic book run. It's like, well, you can't. You just have to. That stuff you just have to go when it's at the average audience isn't going to know that. Let's see. Yeah, the director Kathy Yang. Wait for it. Hold on. A uh, last night short down river short. According to my mother, short. Oh, and then a movie called Dead Pigs. Oh, Dead Pigs must be just amazing. A bumbling pig farmer, a feisty salon owner. Oh, my God. And a pop-up ad. That's not part of the movie. Okay. A sensitive busboy and a expat architect and a disenchanted rich girl convege and collide. A thousand dead pigs float down the river towards a rapidly modernized Shanghai. I have no idea. So it's Oh, she sounds perfect. People get shorts, and I mean, who would have thought James Gunn, based on his movies, would do that? But that's dif- different, though, in that at least he had like three movies under his belt before right. he did. One of them was mildly successful. I mean, they've done it before with tried like they'll pick that person that does a horror. Right, film well, that's Marvel's short. thing. Yeah, right? but you, you know. have to choose someone. Oh, hey, I see someone. I mean, even Josh Trank had you right. Know, and once again, we don't. I I didn't see this, and I haven't seen her shorts. Maybe she has. Hmm. You know, I don't. My whole thing is, is like, you're, you have to win over someone who's going to take over a franchise, a new movie you can risk. Even right. in a Marvel, it's like Guardians. Well, he's done some horror. He's got he got a good pitch. Right. Like Josh Trank even had a really good pitch, according to them. But you just don't know until you see what the shorts. It's like, what did they see? Like uh, the guy that did Black Panther did a very independent Clerks budget style movie. Mm-hmm. Was able to do Creed two or Creed. Yes. Then they're like, all right, you got Black Panther, but still going from you know, ten grand to I think. 10 million maybe on a movie ah creed you can't really have it or you know you can't have rocky mm-hmm. and then here's 200 million dollars i mean it's a pretty big gamble but yeah it i have creed was a, a solid movie i'm surprised though with them trying to not retcon um like birds of prey and the whole dcu that they wouldn't go with someone a little more i mean this could also have been the works for you know who knows how long you know right yeah but anyway i thought that was funny that to see that trailer i was like oh man they know they're in trouble yeah Add more songs. Add more songs. Queen, Queen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Elton John. Oh, yeah, exactly. Elton John's hot right now, and Queen. Come on. <laughs> Welcome to Postpocalyptic. This is Rob. This is Jason. And we deep dive like James Cameron in the Abyss to the baduary release of January films, which is a notorious spot where films go to die. Yes. It much. is the Saturday slot on the TV schedule. 
Yes. The first movie we decided to watch, which is the first movie released in uh, Baduary, as I like to call it. I like it. it. It was Underwater. Underwater, uh, directed by William Eubank, which I'm guessing that's how it is. It kind of looks like that's how he would pronounce his last name. And if I'm saying it wrong, sorry, I really don't know. It directed a couple films I remember that had gotten notable buzz, as people like to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about them. I just remember posters. I looked at his directed by and I was like, oh, I remember that poster. Oh, I right. don't know why. Uh, but this was his basically second film. Okay. Uh, he did The Signal, which was the one that the only thing I remember, and something called Love. Stars, let me get back to it. Kristen Stewart, Vincent Castle, Cassiel, I think his name is, TJ Miller, and five other people I know from things, but I couldn't tell you who their name was. I have in front of me. but Yeah, I didn't recognize anybody. Written by Brian Duffield, who wrote, oh, Insurgent, Jane Got a Gun, The Babysitter. Those are all movies I've heard of. And he's got four more other films in the works, including the sequel, Deeper Underwater. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That would would have actually been pretty amazing. And Adam Kozed, who wrote The Legend of Tarzan. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, the one with Chris Pine, hmm. and is currently writing Red Platoon, which is... But this was his uh, third film he wrote. Oh. If you look at his IMDb, it's not even like a like short, short, short. It is his first thing he wrote, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Legend of Tarzan, and who knows which order he mm-hmm. wrote those and which one got picked up. All right. Actually, I think the most important credit that I saw of any of them was the fact that there were three upfront editors. I was going to. I glanced at you. <laughs> the movie starts. We got. We saw a 10 a.m. showing of it, and it's coming through, and there's three editors. I went, ah, yep. uh, that, that's what they did. Yep. They tried to fix it. But that being said, first thoughts, we haven't even talked about it. We left the theater about 25 minutes ago. We had some carrots, and we're drinking an old-fashioned, which is probably going to wreck habit later because we're old jason first thoughts on underwater well i didn't know i mean i knew what to expect right and uh the only thing i saw the initial trailer popped up like on instagram however many six months ago and i was like "Ooh, what's this this looks pretty cool like in terms of like the look i said it's probably going to be shit right but actually they kind of got the look kind of right and i didn't i didn't hate it no um it's it's actually pretty solid for what it is, and the genre, you know, deserves better than a, a January release. Yeah. We were talking about it just briefly before. Um, there's a lot of, like, cheap kind of shock horror, yeah. you know, things. I know I jumped, like, several times, including it, for the octopus. Yeah. And, but I don't know how many of those are because it was, like, 50 degrees in the theater, plus the, the you know, the audio was probably 10 decibels too high, yeah. something like that. I know if it's too loud, you're too old. But, yeah. I mean, like, this was, like... Jason was cold, and it was too loud. Was, he was... <laughs> drafty. These aren't my movies. <laughs> it's old fashions on old fashions, yeah. so... But, um, no, I, I would definitely say the jump scares worked. I, the audience jumped every time. Yeah, the guy across from me... He had that shriek, too, that one where he went, Ah! Yeah, was, <laughs> which was amazing. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to say. This movie, our particular screening, which now the movie's been out for like a week. Uh, we're, yes, a week or week two. Yeah, yeah. And we're lucky we even got a screening, but we saw it first thing, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Do you find it odd or weird in a movie theater where, and this was a small theater. Right. You can actually assign your seats, but yet it's nothing but, there's maybe like 20 of us in there, all 35 and older, probably. Yeah. But we're all clustered together. Yeah. Now, I know you had gotten there kind of early and picked seats, and like nobody was like around. I think maybe there like were one or two. When I picked the seats, I think there were two two rows behind me picked. Yeah. And that was it. And I saw two, and I was like, oh, I bet we're going to be the only four in the theater. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought, too. And then all of a sudden... We all ended all up these, pretty clumped together. Yeah, everyone is like in this little cluster of seats. And I was like, that's so odd. Why not? Why don't you go sit over at the other end and, I think you what, know? I think what it is, it's like uh, we went to the local AMC theater. And when I pick seats, unless I've been in the theater, I really don't know what the seats are going to be. When I'm looking, I'm sitting there just like, and I had no choice. I was like, okay, it seems pretty small. I'm just going to pick these. Right. That was it. I, I really had nothing else. But I could see if you're not there and you see other seats sold going, well, this person must know mm-hmm. what what uh, the seats are. So I can see that maybe 
people went, oh, if they know those are the good seats, it's just sort of that crowd mentality. Yes. Well, I'm going to sit closer to them. They must know. Because right. if I didn't know, I, I literally just gambled. And actually, I thought the theater itself was great. Like, yeah. The projection, I mean, it's not in the back in the day when we used to go see movies. And if it was in the shit theater, it was the shit yes. theater. Like, it was the small. It felt like, why aren't we just watching this at home? Oh, totally. And I remember, too, like, always having to go. Now we're talking going on 30 years ago or right, whatever. Right. I remember, you know, running out because they'd have the audio would be 10 dB too low. And he'd be like, right. you know, this is the other way. I almost couldn't even understand, like, some of the dialogue in the beginning. I'm like, what the fuck are they saying? I had some, uh, the only dialogue issues I had were on some of the bottom of the ocean stuff. But I knew none of it was, it was all, like, chuffa. It was like, all right, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, the, should... the whole thing is chuffa. And um, I guess that's what. But, yeah, and also, too, you don't have to worry about, like, those old days where the print was bad. Yeah, print this bad for. You're just like, oh, my God, this looks terrible. Yeah, it's been run for eight weeks or or whatever. But yeah, I think, you know, the mix, especially in the stuff in the beginning, was just overdone, over loud. I couldn't understand a word they were saying. I don't know. My first thoughts are that it actually, for what it was, it wasn't terrible. Right. If I was 13 years old, I probably would have thought this was like the most amazing movie ever, having not ever seen all the movies that it cribs from. Even if you have, I think you would still, maybe. I, I mean, obviously, you're going to compare it to um, The Abyss, Aliens. It's It's definitely taking from everything deep star six deep star seven but i definitely think i would rather have more of these films yes than most anything else Uh, not most anything else most all these sequels it's like do i need a bad boys for life no do i need underwater no but i would prefer underwater because they're trying and that's what i i I was well i mean it's going to be spoilers if anyone can find it in the theater (laughs) although i know what you could really spoil most of it's in the trailer and it's not like yes. the trailer spoiled. You're just, you're underwater. I didn't know it was going to start instantly. Yes. I can't find all the information, but this movie was actually shot three years ago. It started production three years ago and has been, we're at probably even blessed to even have it released at this point. Yeah. For what they cobbled together, it doesn't look like it was as big of a mess as maybe it might have been perceived. If you knew, if you had read about oh, God, it was shot three years ago, and there was issues with this, issues with that, and then there was an actor issue, T.J. Miller's in it, and he's having some, you know, not Me Too stuff, but he had some not pleasant things, but now no one even remembers who he is anymore. Right. And then you finally dump it in January, but I liked it. I thought it was going to be a lot of buildup, and then the last 20 minutes. Right. It The first, I mean, five minutes in, shit's already happening, and you're moving from that first five minutes on. Yeah, no, it sort of feels like... That you had to have seen, right? Because there's no, there's no plot. There's zero plot to this movie, right? Like, it's none. Ba- it's basically people that need to go from point A to point B. Yes, that, that's that. Li- literally all it is. And it, it, really, the, the teaser should have been, do your homework before you see this movie. Right. Right? You, should, you need to watch... I mean, look, these movies go back to monster movies with the 50s, but mm-hmm. the ones are really cribbing from... And I think it's almost to a fault, you know, the movies that we mentioned. But it literally feels like there's no research beyond... Grabbing the VHS VHS boxes of those movies, mm-hmm. reading the descriptions on the back, yeah, putting that into the script, and like, there's no like science behind, you know, can he actually build a, you know, a thing at the bottom of the Mariana yeah. Trench, and you know, about the pressure and all that because like, I mean, the thing is completely ridiculous, but once you buy into it, well, and I think that's what's smart okay. is they didn't try to over explain anything, and mm-hmm. I think that's happens even on the good movies like this where you just have you just buy into it. All right, we're six point. We built the thing from the top, which right. we, we're never. We never see the top. We're always underwater, so to speak. You have to buy into the fact they built this thing, and we don't know what year it is. Which I kind of like. They told you nothing, which I think helps the movie. And who knows? Maybe there was something in the original script, but they built something that goes from the surface six miles down. Right. And they're mining stuff for something, which I kind of like that they don't over-explain it, which I think was a huge help. I kind of wish I knew where she was in the the layout. I know they had to go down. Yes. That's the only time you know. But it it literally starts off brushing her teeth, water drops. It, that's the that's in a trailer. I thought that was going to be 20 minutes into the movie. Right. Water drops and starts collapsing. That's the first 5 minutes. And you're just like, "Holy yeah, shit." Yeah, it makes you wonder if they shit can like a whole first reel of them building up with the crew. It definitely feels like real one is missing. Literally what it feels like. You don't miss it, 
but it feels like it's missing. Look, I mean, the two dead giveaways, like you know you're in for a shitty movie, are if you have an elaborate opening credit sequence, mm-hmm. right? The best movies in the world have no credits right. at the beginning of their films. And the moment you see crazy CG credits, you know you're in trouble because... Yeah. Unless it's Marvel. <laughs> well, or, I mean, James Bond, but yes. that's, those are different. No, no, yeah, no, no, I know. So they're trying to, like, get excited by, oh, look at these fancy credits. And in this one, it's kind of like, um, it's like schematics and stuff of, like, the drill rig. And right. it's giving you little keywords of, you know, of the kind of the backstory that probably wasn't real one that they've sent shit canned. I, w- I, I completely agree with that. I think it just works in this film. You yeah, need it. kind of seen it. it. I've seen enough, but it's like they gave you enough. Like, even if you missed the mm. credit sequence, you didn't need the credit sequence. Right. You know, and I, I think that's what got them to 95 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, you kind of want to know, like, who these people are. And at least it kind of, you know, uh, oh, the other, the second give, dead giveaway, as soon as you start hearing narration by your lead actor, yeah. like, you know you're in trouble, too. Because I, then, that was definitely an add-on. Then they're having to figure out, like, what the hell, you know, so they went and shot that stuff in the bathroom, right. you know, a- after the fact. Because they could do it for, you know, for pennies on the dollar. I guess, it, I mean, it's just modern filmmaking, I guess. Or at least modern genre filmmaking right and at least they stole the, you know the good stuff with the hallway and the fluorescent lights like yeah. an alien and kind of in you know we get we kind of pan around and we see you know where we are in the rig and um and then it kind of settles on her and she's in deep thought and then basically it's like speed it just it never stops right after that for better or for worse and at first i thought it was kind of funny because she's in the bathroom brushing her teeth and you know it kind of looks like a bathroom that would be in the valley like it, yes. it was just then i then at it's first way I, too big is i mean but well not even the bigness with the tile and the the faucet seemed old but then it sort of added later on i thought about it, it's like oh they've been doing this for decades you didn't get that at first you know like most movies it's all stainless steel so you're like oh futuristic right. or whatever it does look like they have been doing this for decades right like oh no we've been because they never give you a start time they never give you a current time or how long they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's reasonably, like, present day. Well, yeah, because yeah, like Maybe, like, 10 years in the future or something like yeah. that. And I kind of, I think it was smart not to give us any of that. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's sort of, like, as a hindrance, like, if you really start deep diving yeah. into the, you know, into the plot, it's like, well, why didn't these creatures come sooner while they were building the thing, blah, blah, blah. But right. you have to just let all of that go and just kind of, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like gravity underwater was, like, yeah. my first thought. Exactly. And I'm sure the tech that they used to shoot this was kind of similar, right? I mean... Yeah. Mostly CG, green screen, they're in a helmet. It's all the same, you know, all the same kind of stuff. One thing I wanted to point out, it, it's 2020, right? Uh, let me check. Yes. January 2020. Okay, yeah. I'm sure. The black guy dies? The first guy to go is the black guy? Really? Is this an in-joke? Because it's such a cliche. And actually, I, I was actually going to bring that up, not even so much that it was literally the first guy to die was the black guy, which was like, that's what yeah, we're like, done. wait. I thought maybe he's going to come back. Oh, no, he's not coming back. <laughs> but I think, to me, even if that character, say that character wasn't black, was just whatever. Right. I didn't expect him to die first. I didn't actually expect anyone to die until, but I forget the movie's 90 minutes. So at that point, right. we're already 20 minutes into this movie. Right, since, since Real One has been completely disbanded. Right. Um, I mean, technically, I guess those two guys running to the door and they have to close it. Yeah. It's like in the abyss. Those are the two guys, first guy, but of our main cast that actually have actual dialogue. Yeah, he's the first to go, and I was like, "Really?" And it's funny too. I, we'll jump around a little bit. I think this movie could have. I didn't mind the creature stuff. I thought it looked pretty good. Actually, the creature mm-hmm. stuff I thought looked pretty. I, I was on board until the thing at the end, though. I mean, then I was like, "Oh, it became something else." But honestly, you could have still made that movie without the creatures mm-hmm. about this rig going down and right. them trying to get from point A to point B, and just the the struggles that right. would take, which I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then when, it, yeah, I think you could have just done the movie without creatures. But the creatures don't hinder or do anything. It just may adds the suspense to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought we were going to do like an Event Horizon kind of thing, which is a freaking fantastic movie right. for the first like third or something. Uh-huh. is like brilliant and then completely goes off the rails and then is garbage after that. And I thought that was the direction we were going where it was going to be more of a psychological kind of thing mm-hmm. because and that's too what they were kind of selling right with the in the in the um, opening credits that would like people were seeing things and yeah. you know they didn't know what they were and they saw shapes and you know figure I, I, I think that figures I think you know? that's what they were trying to allude on the 
how come people hadn't seen it earlier because of the movie we saw it's mm-hmm. like oh how come they seen it? i think it's by having that line in the credit thing it just shows that maybe for years yeah people were like, seeing stuff and but you know it's like oh we're underwater we've been under here for you know forever or whatever right you want that big character building scene in the beginning in real one but when if you had that that would probably be the easiest thing to cut i guess yeah i mean i guess if it was like a real film i mean yeah, it was right. For, I know. I mean, like, if you were to do like, if it was like a James Cameron or something, yes, like James Cameron's going back to redo the Abyss, or right? Whatever. Then it's like, okay, I expect it, and I want that. Right. But for a movie of this caliber, then I don't I know. think it was fine. And the thing is, though, I don't know what the budget was, but every dollar spent was on screen. Yes, they there, spent some money on this movie. Is it? Did we look? Uh, let me check to see if there is a um, to be determined. It's like ah, okay, you guys or, are just N A. Yeah. I mean, it's now that it's Disney, it might be just say N.A. Water, uh, brought to you by Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we follow the main character, who's Kristen Stewart, uh, Nora. Well done on remembering the name, because I actually remember her name, too. And a lot of times in these movies, you can't even remember who the hell they were. But that's the thing, though. I don't remember anyone else's name. No, that the guy that died, I think his name was, like, Rodriguez or something. Yeah. Rodrigo. Rodrigo. Well so, done. Yeah, I mean, so obviously there are things... There's other movies that have cost more, that have made more... I don't remember the names of. Yeah, I couldn't no. tell you any of the others. See, it's kind of sad. It only made it's only made seventeen million dollars, right? And, and they don't have like a budget on it. That's what I was kind of saying that this this genre deserves better. And we may never. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a movie like this, right? I mean, I was trying to think of the last movie that we had that was like a sci-fi horror or just sci-fi or. Well, I mean, I guess underwater. I mean, underwater. That's that's pretty specific. Yeah, that's, I mean, why, that's why we got Avatar two coming out in a year or two or three I or, can't wait. or next summer. I don't um, know. It's hard to say. I mean, I guess there's like you know the Danny Boyle film Sunshine. It kind of follows this thing. I like Sunshine a lot. Sunshine was good, except for the ending was just okay. But I mean, it's been a long time, right? Since we've had something, a movie that's like this, where they spent the money. Yeah, it's not. We're not talking about a sci-fi channel, and thing. it's not a sequel. It's right. Someone trying to bring this genre back. Right. We desperately need that. Isn't a property that already exists or the third movie or the second movie you know it's something original and that's the one thing walking out of this this is an original movie yes 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 with everything you're gonna crib but i mean you can do that with everything everyone cribs from everyone but it's not like everyone was the exact same model and i wouldn't even say she was the ripley you would just only say she's the ripley it's like well she's the female lead you know i mean i mean she she is in her panties at the end i mean there's the hippie character from the abyss who's borderline bill paxton right I kept expecting, like, when they took the, you know, when we see the captain, that was going to be Michael Bean. You know, right. I was kind of expecting that. I think because maybe we didn't see real one, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, if there is a real one, who knows? Everyone just sort of seemed like their own. Mm-hmm. And you never knew, like you predicted, like, oh, I don't know who that guy is. He's probably going to die. Right. And it's like, oh, he didn't die? Okay. Right. Right, well, right away, you know. Yeah, it was kind of, I was kind of surprised they killed, like, the comic relief guy, the hippie Bill Paxton guy. Um, Way I- sooner. Then, yeah, I mean, hippie the character, not hippie as in yeah, the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he even has the stuffed animal, like mm-hmm. how hippie had the rat. Yeah. So yeah, so basically, the movie starts off. We um, we're somewhere in the ocean. Yep. Uh, they never say even where. Well, we know we're we're in, we're in the Mariana Trench. Right, 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 right. That's in the opening credit. So the closest like landmass to that is Papua New Guinea. Okay. Well, there we go. See, a historian on on uh, James Cameron himself is on the pod. <laughs> well, I worked on the movies. Yeah. So there you go. Instantly, shit starts happening and starts crumbling, which I thought was a good effect. You have Nora and Rodrigo, who she just runs into. They're just running. They get to, like, a safe pod to close everything off like they do in all the movies. We've got to just close the hatch to people we don't give a shit about because we've never seen them before running and they die. It's like, this is all true. Yes. It's all... In fact, I thought it was going to be a dream sequence because she's talking about, I don't know what's real and what's, right. you know, awake because I don't know if there's no day or night. It's all the same. And I wonder if that played into more because I thought when she, skipping ahead, when she wakes up after the explosion of the captain dying mm-hmm. and she sees whatever that other girl, I thought that was going to be in her head. Yes. I didn't think that was actually going to be her as she was running towards her. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, this, because now she's like crazy or something, but that never played out. They cut themselves off. I thought that explosion scene was really well done when the whole capsule, when it was just Nora and um, Rodrigo. And it was like slow-mo and everyone's just flipping. And then yep. the wake up. I like how, I would definitely say with the three editors, they put this together really well. The right. sound design was great. The yes. visual effects were fantastic. Yes. Um, they spent the money for sure. There's no question. The only scene that felt the most out of place was Nora. 
she then they run into the captain which once again because this thing's so big you know is he the captain of the whole thing is he a captain of one squad like if this thing's six miles down and you see the scope of it in the, the schematic mm -hmm. you're not gonna have one person that knows everyone right this captain happens to know nora so it's like all right they work together at some point so you're just like okay but i mean he really he's like i mean he's the ed harris character of right and the abyss i mean but i mean if you're looking at the scope of this thing he can't be the only no there has well, to be a lot of guys yeah there's like i would imagine or gals or gals i think everything's probably segmented yes. oh no i'm the captain of, of this, this floor the, or of level this tech or team or something so once we get there oh they start crawling through stuff. They find uh, T.J. Miller under some rubble. We get him. I, that whole scene of them crawling, they see the dead girl. It was, I thought that was pretty good. It was really well yeah. done. I guess I just had issues like that it was all concrete. I mean, I don't know. It looked like, you know, it looked like they were in a modern building that had like crumbled or something. You know, that was sort of weird. And that, that was the one I only thought was that maybe that shows the age. They progressively got different tech because some tech, like, you know, like you had the like the suits and then some things were super metal, then some were concrete. The tile in the bathroom seemed old, but then there'd be some news. Like, kind of like, we've been down there for so long. We've been hodgepodging yeah, the tech, tech or something. But Sort of, yeah. But I also would have probably been weird. It's like, oh, here's just a bunch of broken metal you have to crawl across. Okay, that's not going to work. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean it was just the thing. I mean, so. And then they crawl, they find then they find the captain. All the escape pods are gone. The big plan is it's like, all right, we got to take this thing down a mile, walk the ocean floor to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So we get to the bottom of the ocean floor, which I thought was a good scene. And then we lose Rodrigo 20 minutes in, right? Yep. Why they go in? His helmet crack. Good effect. And uh, when she was walking and pieces of him were hitting her, they was like, man. Eh, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, oh, that's pretty good. At this point, we've only rumblings of there might be a monster. We don't know it from the trailer, though. Right. And, oh, yeah, before we go underwater... The captain, T.J. Miller, Rodrigo, they run into another capsule that has, like, two other people in it. So now we have our team. Our team yes. is assembled. I thought their outfits looked really good. No, they're really cool. It's kind of like, it's like if it was Gears of War yeah. uh, armor, but underwater. I also thought, too, like, man, how heavy are those suits? And, you know, they wouldn't last. They'd be, like, walking around for, like, ten minutes before they were exhausted, you know. Right. I, I figured it's like, all right, well, there's got to be some sort of, uh, what is it, um... Like the way the Iron Man suit almost works. I think it's just pure, but it's like, oh, I got the, you know, it's got things in it. Yeah, they didn't even say that it was like unobtainium alloy, blah, 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 Thank to make God. it super light, you know. They probably did, and they just cut it out. But they did show that it was difficult to put them on. But then when they were walking around, it definitely seemed like the suits were powered, you know, like, because they started moving around. Because remember how they were putting them mm. on, and it seemed really clunky. Yeah, and heavy. sometimes they could be really clunky, but and then, then other times they could move really fast. But so then it, it didn't seemed make any like, sense. like, then it seemed like they turned them on. And then, like, the gear started, like, Iron Manning or something like that. I don't know about that, but... No, the, you never saw it, but it felt like it took them a while to put it on. But once they were on, they were able to sort of move free, freely. Yeah, I mean, they, sh they, sh they should have done something more with it. But, but it could have been a line, like, going, get in the powered suit. <laughs> yeah, anything. Okay, we're in a powered suit. Oh, right. Then uh, they think they get a distress, uh, distress call. Right. They go down, they do the distress, and that's when we find the alien. Which I thought was a pretty good scene. We find a little tiny one. Yep. We don't know what it is. It's very much out of everything you've ever seen. Yes. I thought it looked good, though. Yeah, it a looked like it's kind of like a little squid thing. thing. I kept waiting for it to come back. Yes. They did a really good job of making you think that, and then they didn't. That was a great scene, too, with T.J. Miller. Should we shut the door? I think we should shut the door. Yeah. I'm shutting the door. That's pretty good. I mean, they never really explained, like, what happened to the people. Well, first of all, their bodies would be completely crushed to the... They'd be like yeah. tin cans, basically. Right. But they show them, and it's kind of a Leviathan kind of thing where it's kind of growing out of them slowly. Also, the thing... They didn't really talk about it after the fact. Like, it never... No, yeah, because they... It's like these people, like, they got, you know... It was like the embryos were implanted in them, and then they were starting to grow. And, eh. Yeah, they never... It also seemed like maybe they were eating them. Because when yeah. they go to the distress call, the ship has imploded, but they find part of someone's body. Yes. It tangled up. And then when they put the, the camera on it, the thing's moving. And then that's when the creature pops out. So is it feeding on the creature? Maybe. Yeah, we never know. Never go back to it. Never but, talk about it. But I kind of like the not over exposition. There's no exposition in this movie. No, there is not. Uh, which is. Sort of makes it work. Which where, yeah, Other than we need to get here. Right. That's it. It's like we need to get to this spot. And you're like, great. That's where we're going. And I think maybe that's what makes this movie work. Because they could have over-explained everything because it was in trouble. Yes. If, if it's all true with all the, you know, the rumors and everything. I'm surprised there wasn't more voiceover. 
when I first heard her speak in mm. narration, I was like, oh, we're so in trouble in this movie. Yep. And then then it kind of it only kind of comes back at the end, and that's it. Then, you know, it's all about walking on the floor. All that stuff looked so good. Yes, very well done. All the effects are very... There's, like I said, there's nothing cheesy, but for like 90, at least 90% of it, maybe more, it looks really solid. I mean, yep. the helmets, they got that like right, and... The way they did, like the lighting and their heads-up displays and all that kind of stuff, and the water itself looked really good. Yeah, and so I'd be curious of like how much have they shot anything underwater? Yeah, I'm guessing a, none, and they just it's all the effects. It's hard mean. to say. Yeah, so initially we see the um, the map of where they're going, and it's like, oh, why don't we go here? It's closer. Well, that one's abandoned. Then my first thought was like, we're going there. Yeah, it's, right. it's just a movie thing. We go, we go to the abandoned thing. Right, don't go there because it's abandoned. That was the scene I was going to talk about. Was her on that thing? seemed the most out of place scene because mm-hmm. remember she was kind of going crazy and then she's grabbing the flare gun and that scene was edited so differently yes. than the rest of the film i just wonder what Maybe that it was an added scene or something I mean, she grabs a she grabs that like chainsaw thing and you, you know, never see it again and we see the flare gun obviously Which I was disappointed yeah i know once she grabbed the chainsaw i was like, I was oh, like yeah. oh my god it's evil dead and she goes, <laughs> it's gears of war now She's on the the thing. She gets her. It gets the flare gun, the chainsaw that we never. Maybe it was just didn't work. Yeah. And we never. Well, we never even see her with it at all. Mm-hmm. So maybe she uses it once. We reach other people again, and I don't know. I mean, it's basically a point A to point B movie. Yes. You know, it's literally just about getting to the next place. And then we finally get to the final destination, which is the I'm guessing was the drill hub because that's where the drill was. Because it seems like, hey, we're here, yes. wherever it was. It seemed like that was the base. Or it's an off, what do they call it, the uh, Roebuck, Roebuck the Ro- drill? Yeah, the Roebuck drill. Maybe it was just the drill site. So I don't know if there were like, so they built, they, they started with the little abandoned one. Yeah. Right? That I mean, definitely. Just speculating because they don't tell you. But it, that's exactly what so I So they saying. started with that one and it was like, okay, hey, we can, we can, we do can drill down here. Yeah. And then so they built like the main rig, mm-hmm. which is what every, all the people are on. And then this is like the first the Roebuck drill thing that they have to get to to the end that has the other escape pods, that is like the latest. The newest thing. The newest drill thing. And for some reason, it's a mile away, which is kind of far. Yeah. But um, that's what they did, and that's where they that's where they go. And then at the end, uh, you see the new creature, the final creature. I would definitely say, though, you have two characters walking in their suits through creatures. Works. Like yeah. them on that thing. Well, it's it's straight. I mean, it's been a thousand movies, but my, the most recent one, the one I made me think of the most, was uh, the Will Smith uh, "I Am Legend," which I love that movie. Right, most of it anyway. Where the uh, he's walking through trying to get the dog, and all the vampire creatures mm-hmm. are like hibernating, and he's having to like kind of walk right. through them. It's taken. I mean, we've seen it before, but it Ripley and the eggs. You know, I'm, I'm sure if I really thought about it, I'd go back even further. It works though. It works it good. really works, and then then there's the final big creature, which someone compared to Cthulhu, which sort of makes yeah. sense. And then everyone dies, but two people. Credits. <laughs> yes, because they didn't know what else to do. Right. I was wondering what they were going to do, and then it's like, well, we couldn't think of a good idea either, good way to end this, you know? Right. I did like they do in the very end. So you see the newspaper articles. Well, they're going back to drilling. You're like the sequel, but it's. I wonder. If they put that in on the off chance that maybe they thought it could do well, you know, mm-hmm. you never know when a movie like right a sleeper hit, right. like Bad Boys Three or Bad Boys Three is doing much better than I think anyone probably thought, and this could have been that weird sleeper hit, right? And they're like, thank God we put that line of dialogue in there. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like they never could figure. Out. I mean, it's like, oh, okay, like when is she gonna set the self destruct? Oh, wait, there she goes. Yeah, and it just seemed like there could have been so many things you could have done. I mean. It's like yeah, you could set up the. Um, I mean, the thing was the whole thing was like cheesy with the like the little computer screen that had like the pods and like the little creatures are swimming. It looks like Atari, are like swimming at the pods. It definitely seemed weird when it, but I guess the guess the cameras would identify. But it definitely it should have shown it more as a mass. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, there's this mass coming up to the the pods or something. Well, or, you know, I guess what I would have done, or if like. Right. I mean, it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback, right? Always. Always easy. Sorry, but, William hey. Eubank. We fixed your movie. Well, it would be like, <laughs> I mean, instead of just doing the thing that we've seen 800 times. Right. That she gets into the third pod, right? But the, the creature is like going up after the other pods. Mm-hmm. But she gets into the third one and then escapes with some sort of way to self-destruct the pod. If she Maybe she brings up some sort of explosive, yeah. right? Which would have been all over the ship because... They're like drilling and mining yeah. and stuff. And then let the pod, just like she did with 
the one creature and the gun. Yeah. That do was that, actually do, a do that really again. That was really cool. So I'm saying do it again, but now with the big she's inside the big creature in the pod. Yeah. Right? This is already sounding cooler. Yeah. And then she either blows up or find and or somehow finds a way to get, you know, to get destroy the creature and then get out. Yeah. But what they did was just really super simple. Like she just stands there and then we flash to white. I mean I had a student film that ended that way. Yeah. <laughs> You should be directing 30 a Mar- years ago. You should be directing a Marvel film right now. You've already done this. Uh, Nora dies. She sacrifices herself, which because, they, oh, they have to escape. The, there's three left and two pods that are working. So she yes. makes them leave. She's going to self-destruct, sacrifice. I still thought because movies, she was going to hit the button, go try to make the pod, pod work, work, and then it was going to work on the last second. Right. And then it's like, no, they straight up just killed her. Which yeah, she has some narration and then she dies. Which I thought was actually pretty commendable because any other movie she would have survived because sequels. I mean, don't you yes. think? Like, well, no, I mean, this I is a studio film, happen. and like, she is uh, she is she's supposed to be a mechanical engineer, right? Even though she never does anything really mechanically. She's I mean, there's a couple things in the beginning, but then that's really about it. She's mostly does computer pushes computer keys. Yeah, not unlike Carrie Ann Moss in what was that Mars movie that she did. <laughs> Where she's just up there by herself and she has nothing to do but push buttons, and then you, oh. just, you just cut to her. Yeah, mission was it Mission to Mars? No, not it was the other one. Well, anyway, yeah, I mean, I thought any number of things were going to happen, and I was like, oh, they just took the cheapest, simplest yeah. route out, and then and then ended it. But I'd definitely say for a movie that should have been predictable at every step, I was surprised. Yeah, and look, I mean, I must have jumped ten times probably. Yeah. So there's plenty of good like cheap scares. Had we been watching it while talking, like say we were watching it at yep. home, we would have went, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, it didn't. Like there were a lot of moments in my head. I was like, all right, this is going to, oh, shit. Like I didn't know what was going to happen, which is pretty pretty good for mm-hmm. a movie like this, which seems very telegraphed. Yeah, this movie should have been absolutely terrible, and it wasn't. No, it was really, it, it deserved a non-January I release. I agree, I agree. Like a September release. Put it with the other horror movies, something like that. Um, and I think it was treated a little fairly. more, a little more press, give yeah. it a little more, a little more ink or something because it's not bad. It's a good no. sci-fi film, and and we need more original sci-fi. And by original, I know we have to caveat people. Oh, it's aliens. Yes, we all know everything's everything. <laughs> so just shut up. But I, I think I would rather see more of this. Yes, you know it's it's it was fun. Like. Because, you know, the other movies that we would talk about seeing are for Baduary are Bad Boys for Life, as John and I were talking about it. It's Bad Boys for Life, the third movie. Because it should have <laughs> been Bad Boys for Life. And it's like, that should have been the fourth movie. Yes. But, and Doolittle. Doolittle. But both those are movies that already exist. I've Eddie Murphy's done two Doolittle movies. Right? And actually, there's a third one where it was his daughter, Raven Simone, that did the third one. Oh, yeah, there's been a hundred... But and then movies, and yeah. I think uh, even what Jerry Lee Lewis did, or was that now I'm thinking Nutty Fat Nutty Professor? Someone was in a fat yep. suit doing something. Bad Boys is just another you know Bad Boys movie. This is an original movie, which is it's so nice to see. And granted, we went into it going, Haha, we're going to see the terrible movie that took three years to release. Right. Walked out and went, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, because uh, you know the trailer. I mean, great trailer. The, the best thing the trailer helped was like the atmosphere mm-hmm. of it. I mean, you don't kind of know what's going on, but in a sort of way, that sort of worked. Yeah. Some of these movies, you know, you just feel kind of bad for, right. you know, the writer, director especially. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, we've got this really cool idea, and then the studio took the bait and right. and did it, you know, and then it's unfortunate that bad shit happens. It's sort of like out of the control of writer, director. Yeah. And then your movie basically gets shelved and lucky to be released. I mean, yeah. this, this movie really should have been straight to video probably. Yeah. You know, but they did release in the theater. Could have been like, hey, Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, hey, see, Netflix is underwater. Exactly. You know, Disney Plus is underwater. No, um, (laughs) now that's owned by Fox. But yeah, this movie could have been sitting on the shelf with about 40 other movies that are sitting on the shelf right now. Or if not 2,000 movies sitting on a shelf right now that have never been released. And and let's go into like the the directing, if anything. I thought it looked really good. I mean, the DP, I thought did a great job yep the director's choice of shots were really like he directed a really well-made movie yeah no everything I, is top-notch you only like he would like if you could make anything better you'd be like oh i'd love more story yeah i'd like to get to know the characters more 
And that's the um, thing. It's like I, I don't want to default the three writers because they're you know they've written other things and they probably they're the only ones that probably get the grunt of it, even though it was redone in editorial. No, you know, I'm, I'm sure that stuff is there. It's just on the cutting room floor. And I thought, you know, if that was the intent of the right, what we saw was a version of what the writers wanted. They, I thought it was well written, you know, because it is a point A to point B mm-hmm. with possible creatures. But the idea that it's like maybe a mythological character or a creature, but it wasn't also the focus. They weren't running around and gunning against the creatures. It was like, are they there? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Which it could have gone either way. It could have been a creature on the ship. Like, because right. we didn't really know, like from that trailer, we weren't sure if it was me, you saw them underwater a lot, but it was like, oh, are they going to be running around like aliens? In are they going to be on the ship? Well, so I thought once we got to the little secondary, the shed, whatever the hell they call yeah, it, the shepherd, shepherd. I thought it was going to be very much. Oh, now we're getting into the alien part of this movie. They're going to be in there, and they're actually it's be completely unexpected. Oh, these things can actually go inside too. I mean, yeah, never happened, but it's a movie. It's fine. It could, and that would have been really cool. Actually, I thought we we're going to see some really atmospheric stuff mm-hmm. with her by herself and mm-hmm. you know psychological right um and then oh we just got we're just outside and then yeah. you're like oh because okay. i would definitely say the movie's 95 minutes with credits and opening credits so it's maybe 90 minutes total yes, like of, of if like that, yes. if of movie i would say of that 90 what 60s underwater or in the water like of them walking in the water yeah i mean it's, it's they're in the water way more than i thought they were based on the trailer. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're in... I don't know if it's two-thirds of the movie, but it's a good It's a good percentage of it, for sure. And yeah, so there's... Which is surprising, because it's like... They didn't have to spend that money. They could have been like, oh, just stay in the bathroom for another 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling mopey. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Rodrigo. You know. I mean, we could also go to the fact that for something that's 6.5 miles down, very few people around. <laughs> but... Yeah. Well, at one point in the opening credit thing, it said like the... Um, that the crew was something like 316 people. Oh, there was a lot. That, I would have rather have read it, which was better than them telling us a lot of stuff. But I, I, I missed that. Mm-hmm. So because definitely when they show you this large thing, you're like, so there's 20,000 people working. Right. But no. I was just trying to think of what uh, how many people are on Hadley's Hope in Aliens. It actually says in the director's cut. Oh. It's terrible that I don't know off the top of my head. Because <laughs> I'm wondering if it's also I'll edit this out for you. I'll, I'll totally save this for you. <laughs> I would say, you know, it's not three, uh, no, it's 157. Oh, I found, it what? says production budget, you know, it's the internet, um, 65 million. Oh, that's pretty good. If that's what it cost, I mean, it's the internet and it's what they give out. That's the best 65. Even if it's 75 million, it looks like 75 million dollars. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. And that is really good mm-hmm. for what we what we got. I'd be curious though, is there the two hour version? I don't want to see a two hour version. Is there an the hour? Bob Eubank. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, William Eubank. William. Bob. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, William. We're going to call you Bob Eubank because you're really close. And I think William Eubank is like 20. So it's like, oh, I guess we can't. Do you know who Bob Eubank is? <laughs> As we talk about being too cold and too loud. Yes. Look, William, in my day, <laughs> films were made this way. It's like, I'm 22. He's 37. Is he really? Yeah, he's 37. 37. Uh, born in 82. Uh, let's see. He so he's old as my brother. Okay, UCLA dropout, which is kind of like a like it seems like a Wikipedia slam. Mm-hmm. I went to USC and quotes dropout. It's like, hey Wikipedia, <laughs> quit being a dick. I had my see. reasons. He was uh, born in Massachusetts. Eubank accepted a job as a director of uh, director of cinematography at 18, but I don't know what that was for. Oh wait, was this something about Star Wars? Hold on. While at Sundance uh, and elsewhere, Eubank's job to promote and provide support for the Panavision Cine Alta F900, which had significantly moved Hollywood into the digital cinema area with its use of production, George Lucas's 2001 uh, Attack of the Clones. Oh. oh, so he ended up working at a place and just sort of pitched. After working at Panavision for some time, Eubank occasionally was given permission to borrow cameras and lenses for his test. With Panavision, eventually he, uh, let's see, realized... All right, he was sent to the sets of Collateral and Superman Returns. I remember I was on Bernie Mac's show, and they brought one of those cameras over going, they shot the new Superman on this. It's this new digital camera. You need almost no light. Oh, the Genesis. Yeah, the Genesis. Uh, <laughs> Not to be used with the Terminator. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Yeah, so he's just uh, some guy that's sort of been yeah, working. Yeah, guy with it. I mean, it explains, too, why the atmosphere is, is so good in this movie. Because um, you had someone that knew... Knew what they wanted. And... Yeah, so he was just kind of like a, 
On Superman Returns, he was a digital imaging technician. So there is a slim chance I met this guy. Who knew that was a path to being a director? I apparently. Uh, let's see then. Second unit DP. Let's see. Then he did a short film. Short film. I'd like to be curious. I'd be curious to watch his short films. Yes. Um, which I'm sure maybe are on his website. And then there you go. Do you think had, let's pretend for a minute that things did go right for this movie, okay. right? In terms of like T.J. Miller is not hanging out at the bar with uh, Edward Furlong. Right. And I want to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing back Bosom Buddies. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, but it's creepy and un- uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. So, so it was, it was pretty, everything went right. Yes. Now, to be fair to this movie... The box office was like more than double what was expected, right? It was supposed to anticipate to bring six million and yeah. it opened at fourteen. Yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. saying something for a movie released January tenth in the known dead spot of being January movie, right? With a sci-fi movie coming after Christmas and starting the award cycle of all the award films. Yeah, so this is you know they couldn't have like dumped it in a shittier spot. I'm just wondering, like, had this movie... And let's pretend, too, that maybe T.J. Miller became a bigger... Or nothing, slightly bigger star. Or how about star? this? Nothing happened with T.J. Miller. Nothing happened with T.J. Miller. He's still just T.J. Miller. He's still T.J. Miller. Yeah. Do you think this movie would have done, potentially... I'm not saying, you know, big box office numbers, but much better numbers had it been, like, let's say early March. Like The Matrix. It could know, have, Matrix it could have easily stage. made... It would have still been considered a failure, but it could have easily made $95 million. Yeah, like on I a total so. run, and it's like, look, you didn't gain anything. We didn't really lose anything, depending on how much more press they were going to put into it. But I definitely don't think William Eubanks going to film jail for this. No, no, no like, quite, actually, probably get a Marvel film or a Star Wars movie after because this. I mean, you watch this, and for I mean, I, I would like to know more about like the issues, you right. know, like uh, what was the initial film, like whatever they were able to dig out. And I haven't heard any stories about him being the issue. You know, like the Josh no. Trank stuff where it's like, oh, it was Josh. No. Um, we haven't really heard much about this movie. No. At exactly. all. Until In fact, we, I didn't even saw even really any trailers for it, even though it just came out. Well, I remember we saw the trailer and was like, oh, that looks pretty good. Oh, January. And that was it. Literally was watching this trailer going, oh, good. We're going to get a sci-fi film. Come in January. Oh, right. Never mind. I'm good. And then I started looking it up going, wait, wasn't this shot three years ago? Oh, that's why. Which is sort of what makes it interesting, you know. I think he's definitely going to... He's going to keep working. There's yes. nothing There's nothing wrong with Underwater. I think it's a fine film, and I, I, I don't want a sequel to Underwater. I'd rather have him make another sci-fi film. No, I mean, I think he's the guy, like, if I was Marvel or Disney, same thing. Yeah. That'd be kind of the guy that I would at least be taking meetings with to do $200 million movie. Right. You know, because at least I know he knows the tech. Right. He knows how to make, you know, how to make it look good, and the rest, you know story and stuff someone else is going to figure out anyway so none of that matters so that he'd be the you know, he'd be and they're not going to let like obviously there was a lot going on with fox that made this movie get buried like yes. marvel's not going to let that happen yes that's the other thing that happened too is the merger happened while this movie was taking place and right man you must just be heartbroken you yeah. know as a creative when that happens to you because it's one thing you can always work around Ooh, there's some issues with tj miller look the movie's great we'll just maybe cut some of his scenes Right. You know, like if he has a couple, I mean, obviously you need him for certain things because he's just in that scene. Mm-hmm. We'll just cut some of his lines. We'll keep the key things we think help the story and maybe a couple jokes because we need the levity. Yeah, he was but funny. For he was, I mean, once again, he was pretty good. You yeah. know, like he had some of the best jokes in it. He was the, he was us, the audience. Yes. With his jokes. Going into it, like when we talked about doing Banuary reviews, I was excited. Let's go see some shit. Right. And it's like I'm pleasantly surprised because I wouldn't have not se- I wouldn't have seen this movie at the theater. No, I would have just waited. I just I would have waited until it was released and went. What a pleasant surprise! Yeah, but I'm happy I saw it on the big screen. It looked great. Yes, I mean I imagine you know this could have just very easily been on Netflix and then never seen again. Yeah, you know because it gets buried with all the other. Shit yeah, it could movies. even have been like uh, even like even if it was like oh here's a Netflix movie. Well, there's 600 ones that are just say have the Netflix banner on it. Right. That I haven't seen. There's things I'm flipping through now going, I have no idea what that is. Right. But I'm already moving on to my next thing, so I can't watch it. You know. Right. It's a shame. I, I At the end of the day, I think even though we, you know, there was just, we, we had more questions than answers, I think this movie was fine. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I right. think I'm happy we saw this one first. 
Yes. Although I kind of wish now we watch it last. I'm sure after Doolittle and Bad Boys 3, we're going to be like, <laughs> Underwater was the film of the year. <laughs> Mark my words, 2020, Underwater. Or at least the film of January, you know. Right now it is the film of January. Look, I would rather watch this three times in a row than have to sit through Dark Fate again. <sighs> I'm it always, sorry, it always comes. True. It always comes back to. It always comes back to Terminator. One hundred percent. Give this guy Terminator. No, yeah. you know what? Don't make any more Terminators. Yes, don't, but if I don't you, want to see any more Terminator. But if you do, I think this guy would be the guy to tackle it. Like, I mean, I everything he, all his choices were correct. Mm-hmm. And editorial, once again, who knows? Maybe some of his choices weren't right, and that's why there was three editors on it. You know, to make his choices yeah. correct. But. His scene construction was good. Like, I never felt like I didn't know where I was. Although there were moments where I knew there was another scene. Because all of a sudden, yes. they'd go down and then we were somewhere else. Not, like, without an explanation. It was, like, kind of a time jump. I was like, I bet there was more there. Yeah, you know? no, there's, there's, there must, there's at least half a dozen, probably a dozen. Yeah, that's too many. There's at least half a dozen places where you're like, oh, there's something else here. Because now all of a sudden, we're like, wait, what? We're, yeah. we're somewhere else. But you didn't you know? need, like, obviously, you didn't need that scene. It was just more of, I bet there was a scene there. Right. I bet this film probably had a tight 150 mm-hmm. timing. I probably. bet there was another 20 minutes to this film easily, like okay. on a tight 150, mm-hmm. which would have been fine. Right. But then they were like, I don't know, let's just keep cutting, you know, and to the point where, I mean, the fact that it's, I mean, you don't get 90 minute movies anymore. No. I mean, comedies are 210 now. <laughs> and this was a really, I mean, for an action film. Like, Dark Fate would have probably been great at 90 minutes. Yeah. I mean, slow my roll whoa, a little whoa, bit. Whoa, 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 <laughs> easy. I, you know, no Edward Furlong or anything. But, I mean, I think anything can be a tight 90. Right. You know, and I don't think, I mean, once again, I've always made jokes. Anytime I see something that's 90, like when we used to get screeners, like all my screeners like, oh, 90 minutes, let's watch this one tonight. You know, I'm always, I think that's the perfect length. For yeah, me, for, for, for a genre film, yes. What do you think the future holds for this movie? I mean, it seems like it's it's solid enough that it could it be kind of like a cult kind of thing, like a like a virus or a cube or a tremors. You know, will people be? No, I'm not talking about Evil Dead level. No, no, no. I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about like, hey, there's like yeah, the video store helped Evil Dead. You saw that case, and you're like, what the? What's this? And yeah. then you know, I just mean you know you know cinephiles or whatever who like this type of genre do you think this movie fills that void it deserves to i i it's i don't know what that world exists anymore i don't know what it's a sad world if it doesn't (laughs) you know what i mean mean? it's like i don't know what people go see anymore like obviously no one saw this movie at the theater um no (laughs) apparently more than they thought there were but yes yes uh, i mean granted i mean 10 a.m yep 10 20 on a saturday with the release of Doolittle in the theater and Bad Boys 3 on a Cineplex that has 16 screens on it, there were 10 people in our screening. At least. I mean, I, Maybe, I, I uh, thought it would be closer to 20. Might have been 20. And this is a Saturday. This is the first showing. Yes. This isn't, uh, you know, like the night where they're like, oh, let's just go see it. You know, right. the people chose to be there at 1020 a.m. I mean, we did it because we wanted to talk about it on the podcast. I mean, right. that, we, and, and to be fair, we both just barely made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just barely made it. And we still had 20 minutes. I, I would hope that this film has some sort of legs, even if anything, like the way I I, I think people view Sunshine. Yes, yes. Sunshine has a weird ending because, you know, the sun creature or whatever. But that movie, I think, deserves to be watched more for what he did for a space movie. Yes. Like, what he did, what he created as a, uh, what Danny Boyle created as a space movie is something you didn't see. It was just this slow burn on characters. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't see it. Like, you, now you have to blow shit up all the time. Right. And this was a good compromise. This was, even though something was happening, you didn't know. Like, they didn't, I'm sure there was someone at the studio going, what if there's a creature every frame? Mm Mm-hmm. No, we don't need a creature every frame. We really don't. One, we don't have the money for the visual effects. Right. Like, I mean, if, and if that's sixty-five million, we'll call it seventy-five million. Fifties on visual effects. Yes, easily. I mean, easily. That's where they spent it all because they did have a couple core sets. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I, if they're in water. I know that costs money. I feel like they had to be in some water at some point to get like a movement or something. But I don't. Know, I'd love to see behind the you know behind the scenes. But it literally, this. could just be them. Walking on nothing, you're just like, oh, now it's a, it's a, it's it's the it's the Phantom Menace where well, everything's green, you know. Well, like Gravity's what? It's just like George Clooney's head, and they right. animate everything else, yeah. You know, which is, I mean, I mean, that's just incredible. 
I feel like this movie, it's not like it shouldn't be on anyone's top list or anything, but I think it's a really good for a sci-fi film in today's day. Yes. I'm not like comparing it to things that we've seen in the past, but for a modern day movie, we don't get this anymore. And yeah, I mean, I think I think if you're looking for that kind of movie, it delivers on most fronts. I mean, yes, you've seen it all before. There's, you know, some solid stuff that happens and it's not... It's not absolutely terrible. I don't no. want to slip my wrists. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like I can remember the first time I watched The Abyss, which mm. I did not see on the big screen. Okay. I literally saw it on VHS on a probably a 20 inch, something like 21 inch uh, CRT monitor. Wow. Okay. You know, NTSC. And I mean, I remember, you know, like having shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Because it was like I was so into it. I don't know how old I would have been. I would have been oh, about sixteen, okay. I guess. And that was like so intense. Yeah, I can imagine like you know a thirteen-year-old like watching this movie and just having like eyes wide open. Yeah. and being like, oh my god, this is like the best movie ever. I, I think we talked about it on you and I or John and I talked about it, how now you need bigger. Like the Fast and the Furious movies now are just ridiculous. Like kids yes. watching that now go back to the first one going, oh, it was just about four people kind of racing cars? That's what they were. Right. Now we're jumping, you know, submarines through space. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's what I think this does is that it, it, it keeps a very grounded aspect of what this movie should be. It right. could have been Michael Bade. Like, it could have very much been, it's, it's fights, it's fight, it's creature, it's creature. No. It was, very mu- it was a small movie. Yes. No. Very, in fact, I was, I was kind of worried the first five minutes or whatever in which is the two of them talking and yeah. you know in a hallway she's in the bathroom and then we're in the hallway and it's just that was like oh man we are so in trouble but then well then, then it got well bigger. Yeah. then the world got bigger and everything was fine yeah because it was that was that voiceover it's like you know it's you know you're being alone you don't know what's real then you hear some noises and it's funny i'll say the one thing i thought was really smart is when the mirror opens so she's standing in the bathroom and there's like a you know the yep. vanity mirror when she slowly closes it you expected a jump scare behind yes. her and they didn't. And I was like, all right, maybe he's doing something a little different. And right. then he goes out and then there's the water and then just shit hits the fan. I mean, we're, I mean, uh, within the movie, not after the credits. We're four minutes? Yes. If that, and then shit's already blowing up. And that's like, <laughs> it's insane. And, and who knows the order of this film? And maybe that was a reshoot scene, although that would have been a really expensive reshoot scene. Unless the bathroom was a reshoot and the hallway was something else. It's hard to say. <clears throat> bathroom, the bathroom's got to be a reshoot and the hallway was part of just the because it's like, the movie. But if everyone's like, because obviously they see T.J. Miller and he kind of knows who she is and he sees the captain and he kind of knows. It doesn't seem like this was a team that had been working together. No. Because obviously she didn't know, spoilers, about his daughter dying. Right. So obviously, uh, she hadn't worked with him in a while, right. or something, you know, or it's something obviously he kept to himself. But it, this definitely wasn't the core team. It's not like yeah, aliens. Here's our core team. Right. All you these know. people know each other, and they've. I mean, obviously, there's a couple outside together. people, but this, this is a core team. This definitely felt like people that kind of knew you each other. Like mm-hmm. if in your building where you work, you would be like, I kind of know some of you. No, right. We got yeah. there's different shows right. happening. I see the other people from the other show, mm-hmm. either getting coffee or whatever, you know, I may hear their names like once, but then six months later, you know, I keep seeing them, but I just say hello. And right. then that's it. I don't know. We're not friends. We're not, right. we're just like, Hey, passing by in the hallway, you know, Oh, late night, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> that kind of shit. Yeah. And then you run into him later and you're like, I don't know this guy's name. I've only seen him get coffee. Hey buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, working late? Yeah. Working harder, hardly working, am I right? And then you just walk away because you're just like, I don't oh, know. Oh, leaving at eight, half day. <laughs> half day, am I right? <laughs> Good luck on your show. You know the show because it's down the hall, but yeah. Right. I'm very notorious for that. I'm a very, hey, buddy. Hey, man. What's going on? Uh, I mean, you feel the same, though. I mean, you feel like this movie should, I don't know if it'll ever, I don't think it's going to have a cult like Evil Dead, like you said. No, I think not the, that level. But I think for this genre, I think it should definitely be a movie to watch right you know and even if it's a even if we get more history on it like um what happened it's a they fixed a movie if yes. there was issues I, I don't know what the issues were i don't know maybe it was two and a half hours and then could have been you know and it was, I was like we don't know what to do with this movie and you know and I, I can't imagine like especially if the tj miller stuff which i know played part of the delay it wasn't like he's in the first and last frame mm-hmm. then i would understood like if it was a Kristen Stewart thing like say something happened with her mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like 
oh, I get why they kind of shelved it. She's in every second of this movie. Then I get it. But T.J. Miller, it's 90 minutes. He's in 30? Right. At most? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you calculated all his scenes, I mean, he's there are scenes without him that he's in. Yes. You know, but I, I just feel like, you know, I don't think his was, I mean, it wasn't, I don't feel like there was probably another 20 minutes of him. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there might have been 10 more minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I do want to find more. Maybe uh, William Eubank is on uh, Twitter, and I can ask him some of the hard-hitting questions on Twitter. Oh, my God, an interview. Oh, my God, people want to talk about my film? They liked it? Uh, No, Slime. Once again, I think Jason and I are in agreement. This was good. It was a a good film. Yes, for what it was, it's very solid and very well well put together. Yeah, I mean, it's we had more issues with Dark Fate. And even if you took away the history, Dark Fate's not a good film. No, like it's it, terrible. Like if you took away what you know about Terminator mm-hmm. and just judged it on its own as a standalone film, yes, it's not a good film. No. Whereas this is a good film on its own. Like yeah. even you know even like you said, you're 13. Maybe you saw your grandfather's VHS copy of Aliens because you're, you know, oh, this is <laughs> Grandpa's favorite film. <laughs> Shut up. The theater's cold. I think, you know, you walk out and maybe this inspires you or something. It's like, wow, what a great... I didn't know this genre existed. Or maybe this is the movie that gets someone to watch right. Aliens or The Abyss or any of those, uh, like Leviathan or D- uh, Deep uh, Six. Uh, Deep uh, Deep Star Six. Deep Star Six. Um, or go back in further to It's the Terror it's the terror from Beyond Outer Space and Planet Vampire. You know, I mean, all these movies have been done right. forever and ever. And I mean, that's what... That's the thing with the genre film, right, is, you yeah. know, it's really tough to do something new because it's already been done. And while this film doesn't do anything new, at least does it competently. It, it puts you in some parts of it in different surroundings than you're used to. Yes. But I don't think, you know, yeah, it doesn't <clears throat> do anything new, but it does it in a way that doesn't make it feel tired. No, no. And look, it could have been absolutely... This movie could have been terrible, like, at every level. And right. it wasn't. And I think that's... In 2020, that's quite an achievement. <laughs> For an original film that got released and dumped mm-hmm. into January, it does... I guess if we had a scale, it doesn't deserve to be in January. No. I don't Dark know. Fate? January 1st, at midnight, only screening. is the only <laughs> time that that's... Like, if that is the worst screening to have, that would be where Dark Fate should go. Yes. As our podcast is uh, almost encroaching on the time of uh, the length of a underwater, I think <laughs> in the end, I think we we both agree that it's it's a well made movie. I like. I think that's what it is it. This gets me excited. Yeah, you know, so there's not, someone not, else out there that kind of thinks like we do a little bit, and it's yeah. like, oh, and they're still making this movie. In fact, kudos to Fox for greenlighting it. Yeah, because it could have very easily said, no, let's do whatever. Yeah, it, or four or whatever. I mean, it is crazy. So, yeah, like, uh, if they started production in, like I said, three years ago, 2017, February 2017 is when production started, which I read. Mm-hmm. So that means, obviously, it was greenlit in 2016. Right. I mean, that's pretty good for Fox to, like, yeah, we think we can do something with this. Yes. And it's not like Kristen Stewart was on... I mean, she's always going to be the girl from Twilight, sadly. Yes. But it's not like she was on the rise or on the fall or anything. So, like, you know... It was, you know, it was just a, it was a well-made movie that they decided, or maybe that's why, like, all right, you can have 65, yes. you know, we got to, we got to put all our money towards something else. We got a James Cameron guy and you just got to <laughs> get more money that, you know, and this movie will come out, uh, I guess in theory, this movie would have come out right before Avatar in theory, because it was supposed to come out in 2019 Oh, or actually it's hard to say it would have been a year. So. Hmm. Say they weren't shooting for... They were shooting for a 2018. Right. This would have been, oh, we'll do the underwater movie before we release the yeah, other underwater movie. movie. And then, you know, oh. then Avatar push. Hard to say. <clears throat> or you would have done that, like, five-minute teaser of Avatar 2 in front yeah. of this movie. Yeah. I'm on, if you want to see the movie, you got to buy the ticket for underwater. T- underwater. Yeah. yeah, underwater. Yeah, you don't know if uh, they were going to yeah try to tie that together or it's like, oh, James Cameron's on board to talk about underwater stuff. He's done it before and now he's doing it on CG. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Look, James, just stay away from my movie. Uh, you got these, I don't know, your hands are a little kryptonite right now. I don't want you to touch my shit. <laughs> I guess for the first episode of Baduary on the Post-Apocalyptic Podcast with Underwater, I would say, I would recommend see it. Yeah. See it on the big screen. I actually, it was kind of nice to see it on the big screen. If you can find it. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the time this comes out, I guess, rent it digitally. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah spend the spend the two ninety nine on Amazon or wherever. And I was going to say, I was going to end with, it's better than Dark Fate, but I don't want to even give it that much because then that makes it seem like, well, that bar's pretty low. No, it's, you know. Yeah. I would say it's, uh, maybe it's better than Salvation. I don't know. <laughs> Try to put it on a Terminator scale. <laughs> it's definitely not T2. It's no. It's not T3, but I would say I like Salvation a lot, so maybe a little better than Salvation under, I don't know. Hmm. Trying to figure out where it would place on my on my uh, the Terminator the, meter. The Terminator meter. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode three of the Sarah uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and that's it. <laughs> that's it, and we're out. Any final thoughts on Underwater? No, I think it's I think it's all been said. Sometimes like movies live up to their title, right? And this one, according <laughs> to the uh, the ledger, right, probably will be underwater. But yeah. For another episode, uh, we'll probably hopefully do Bad Boys for Life or Doolittle. I think yeah, so I'm, we should flip a coin or something because you know I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to see Bad Boys. I do kind of want to see it because I did like the first Bad Boys, whereas Doolittle just seems terrible. Yes, and I'm always up for a terrible movie. Yes, that should be just the tagline to everything. I'm always up for a terrible movie. All right, well, this has been post-apocalyptic Baduary edition. Where this week was underwater. I'm Robert. This is Jason. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.